Hello and welcome. My name's Eddie Akers, and this is Factor 50 Radio Talk Show. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Now, most of you will know me as the Factor 50 frontman, and, uh, you know, I think it's a natural progression to go from frontman to radio host, and I'm, I'm proud to say that this is our first release as a band, a podcast. <laughs> of course. I've made this joke about 10 times now. Yeah, the intro's been a bit of hard work, but hopefully the podcast yeah, will be. Yeah, and we, we've made this joke twice now. <laughs> yeah. We might make it a third time, for all I know. Who knows? It depends how nervous we get. Yeah. Mm. I'm here with the wonderful Nancy Rose Clark, film film star, film director, Films. resident girlfriend. <laughs> the resident girlfriend. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Eddie. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. That's okay. Is I'm... You know, I'm thankful that you joined. I'm th- you're thankful that I'm the resident girlfriend. Yeah. Because you fucking bet. Oh my god. <laughs> if it was someone else, I'd feel very uncomfortable because they wouldn't actually be my girlfriend. And then I'd have to pretend. And that'd be kind of weird. And this podcast is real. This is a real this podcast. This is gritty, real, raw. This is coming straight from, you know, straight from the bones uh-huh. of us mm-hmm. as people. Anyway, the way that this podcast works is. We'll be talking about, you know, hard-hitting topics. We'll be talking about debates. We'll be, we'll basically be It'll debating make you things. Rethink everything you've ever thought. Yeah, you, you'll come out of this experience a totally different person. I think that's safe to say. I think definitely. We'll also be drinking wine. We're drinking wine. So if the quality of the podcast uh, deteriorates as the time goes on, I'm drinking that much wine. You don't have enough money to drink I'm that quite, much wine. If if you don't know me, uh, I'm a bit of a lightweight, so. <laughs> so it could go tits up. Very exciting. And also on hand, we have a, a variety of sound effects. There's one, for example. Ooh. Hopefully, we won't be using that one very much. I would just say, I would just say for the record, we spent more time thinking of sound effects than we did thinking of um, the podcast topics. Oh, there we go in the studio. Not sure why the crowd's laughing or uh, <laughs> yeah. applauding that. <laughs> did you did you hit the wrong button? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I was hoping the crowd would laugh, but it no, didn't. They're just very enthusiastic. Yeah, big shout out to our live studio audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> no, wrong button. No, that's our res our, our resident crying man. Our resident sad man. He's just there to cry. Yeah. Right. So yeah, should we move on to the first topic of the day? Shall we? Let's do it. Let's go. So the first of our five topics, right? It's an age-old debate. Does a tree oh, If no. you if you're in a forest and I mean everyone knows this question, right? Although yeah. we asked around the, the <laughs> yeah, house. Two of your flatmates they have never yeah, heard of this. Yeah, we question asked around before. Fast 50 HQ and <laughs> they had never heard this question before, which was kind of interesting, but confusing. In a forest, where no one is around, there's no animals. It's the, the world's deadest forest. I know, yeah, really empty. Lots of, uh, lots of industrial work's been happening, but everyone left. Yeah, perhaps a forest fire. Ooh, <laughs> we're in Australia. <laughs> Ooh. A, a tree falls down. Doesn't make a sound. That is a question. That is a question. I think no, Eddie. And I would disagree. Oh, shock horror. <laughs> Wrong button again. <laughs> again. Oh, that should be our next sound effect. Or like a... <gasps> oh, sound God. Okay, next episode. Next Man, episode. you guys have to ch- stay tuned because next episode is going to be crazy. Eddie, shall I tell you why I don't think a tr- if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, it makes a sound? Indulge me. Oh, <laughs> Okay, right. I'll pitch my case. Go on. Sound is just vibrations until it's intercepted by a human. So if this tree falls, crash, bang, onto the floor, the sound vibrations are merely kinetic energy until someone perceives them as sound. But do you see, do you see there's a big hole in your argument here? Oh no, tell me. You just called the vibrations sound vibrations. Which makes those vibrations sound, whether you hear them or not, you know? 
That's what I think. I I think that like sound, whether you hear it or not, is like is still happening. You know, like if a Mm. car crashed outside and I didn't hear it, that's still sound because the vibrations happened. They just didn't vibrate my particular eardrums. You know. But then. Because I think the thing is, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> but this is the point of no. What? But I, but I think I'm That's wrong. the whole point of this whole podcast. I think I'm wrong, but also I think that I still believe what I think because it's just about what you think of as sound. Because the vibrations are just kinetic energy until they're perceived. But then it's just a bigger question of perception, which is what's really confusing. You've gone so like deep into I'm this straight. Shit. I'm going straight into the philosophical end. Right. So, like, basically, the question is on a broader spect, on like a broader scale, is does anything exist without perception? Well, because mm, really we thought we thought we'd start this podcast on a light note. But then you could be one, like, then, I think this is yeah, this got really. Deep, I think really I quick. might have a crisis. I'm already having uh, an existential crisis <laughs> right now. I have to be honest. Yeah. But when you say that, like, that means that. Anything that we can see right now might not... You're saying it doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. So you don't think that, for example, we're doing this podcast in our in my in my living room. Your lovely living room. Which is covered house. in shit. Oh my God, yeah. I've never seen a, a podcast studio with so many BB pellets on the floor. <laughs> Very funny joke from Patsy Rose Clark there. Everyone, round of applause. Oh, fuck. I'll master these sound effects very Yeah, soon. one day. I should probably stop clapping. I'm not sure how long the, the joke of having sound effects is going to be funny for. <laughs> I think we'll... Oh. <laughs> you can hear how messy the room is. Yeah, it's a messy room. Um, back to back to the topic. Back to the topic. Yeah. So you're saying that the kitchen, for example, mm. we, it doesn't exist. No, because Phoebe's in the kitchen. But we're not here, so for us, it doesn't exist. Well, I kind of think... Yeah. Well, no, but it does exist because we've perceived it and we have memories of it. That's what I think. Because, like, I was... When I was, like, a little nerdy boy Mm. and uh, I was into video games, basically the way that they make um, video games, like, open-world video games work is that the only thing that's, like, loaded, like, loaded into the game is what you can see. Mm. So, like, when you're in a video game and you look at a city or something... That's the only thing that exists in the game. Yeah. But and everything behind you just doesn't exist. Mm. But it's like a baby, isn't it? Like babies only like if you show a ball to a baby, the baby will be like, oh yeah, the ball's there. But then if you hide it, the ball they stop thinking the ball exists. So maybe babies are right. Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. But no, but I do think I think with most things, you know that um like oh no, it's true though because if a tree falls, the vibrations are still there. But are but, they? But is it sound? Shit, we switched sides. Oh, fuck. This was not we, in the script. We've switched sides. No. <laughs> fuck. No, but I think it's all about, like, where you define... What you define as sound and what you define as existence. So it's, like, a much more stressful, broad question. Right. Basically. What you define as... What do you define as, as existence? I don't think anything exists if nobody can perceive it. Or if nothing... <laughs> that's quite a depressing this poor man i feel really bad for what we're doing to does him. this man exist if we can't see him no i don't Shit. think you i think you're right though because he's just a sound effect yeah it? exactly exactly and it's just because like for every single person you have this whole world and all your memories and all your future and um like oh i don't know so does that mean the only people that exist in the world are mm. uh, the people you know. Yeah, in your world. So, so everyone... there's 8 billion people on the planet, but mm. actually 7.9 billion of them... No, but all the people you know know people who know people. So everyone's like kind of in this web. And then every single person has their own like bracket of like perception. Yeah. And then if if no one's perceived anything then I don't think it does exist. Link this back to the true question. I'll link this. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm lost. <laughs> because if nobody perceives this tree falling, nobody perceives the um, sound waves. So it's not in the web. It's not in the web. 
then then so it didn't happen. Someone has to hear it for, for it, it to be for sound. Me, for it to exist for me. And Is not that- and not because obviously if a tree falls, it will make vibrations. But if nobody perceives those vibrations, it isn't sound. I've got a quite a deep question for you. Okay, go on. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if this links or not. I'm mm. a bit drunk. Yet. I'm not gonna lie. Shut up. Don't say this at all. Um, <laughs> all right. Say like a crime happens. Mm-hmm. Someone gets mugged. Yeah. An old lady's mugged by uh, Jimmy Flanguini. You don't need to give him a name. The crime okay. lord of... Oh, no. Crime lord of Falmouth. <gasps> There's no witnesses. This only happens to her. Does it exist? Yeah, because she perceived it. But, okay, what ha- Okay, what about this? What about this? No one, uh, the, uh, the lady, uh, Clarice, mm. she's asleep in her bed. Jimmy Linguini, whatever his name was, he <laughs> breaks into the house and he steals her purse. She doesn't hear. All she knows is the purse is gone. Jimmy perceived it. Okay, okay, what about this, right? <laughs> he sleepwalks. He's, he's just so into the crime world that he sleepwalks into her house, takes her, her purse... Technically, I guess, is that even robbery if it's not consensual <laughs> from yourself? Um, I think, oh, I don't, that's a tricky one. <laughs> Did it happen? Even yeah, though he wakes when, up when and she, it's there. She wakes up and sees her purse is missing and then it's perceived. Yeah, but, but no, but no, but what's perceived is that it's gone. The actual act that it was stolen isn't perceived by anyone. It's just teleported. Does that mean that the purse is teleported? No. Oh, yeah, you're making my argument fall apart a bit, I think. <laughs> Checkmate. Some people call me an intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? They'd be right. Yeah. I got uh, I got an E in A-levels. I got one E. In which A-level? Yeah. <laughs> in music. Which A-level? Perhaps the one you're studying no! university. No. No, but if I wasn't there, if I was... Oh, shit. No. Yeah, true. If you never read the exam paper that said you got an E. Yeah, did it happen? <laughs> did it happen? That was my <laughs> Did you ever get an E? Floor. Yeah, you should just have ignored <sighs> it. Oh, no, because then the exam board... Yeah, no. I think I think we've gone on a bit of a tangent. Yeah, same. I think I think we've discussed this topic. No, but I think I've come to the I've the conclusion is it depends on what you define as sound. So is this what's gonna happen with every topic? What? We're both right. <laughs> no, We're both no, no. right. No, because this. Are <laughs> oh, you always press that one? I can't. No, it's always because, a shit no. Because that the voice. thing is, this intro topic. This was a fun intro topic to like ease everyone into the podcast. But we already know there's no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We on. already know there's no like solution to this topic. But with the next ones, we've got some gritty ones. Yeah, we're gonna f- we're gonna go into well. The next one's a really gritty one. What is it? Uh, sex work. Should we go into that? Should it be legal or should it be illegal? Right. Right, I think it should be legalised and raped. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Carry oh on. Carry on, that was... This adoring crowd. I'm not sure why that happened. I think it should be legalised and decriminalised. I think... And normalised. I think it should be illegal. I, I do. Uh, but I, I... I don't think all forms of... Like online form, you know. I think mm. OnlyFans and stuff is so really what, good. So, in your ideal world, what do you think would be illegal? I think like if you look at like Amsterdam, you know, like brothels and stuff. Mm. I think they should be illegal. I think. <clears throat> I just think that it's really. Um, I've got some notes here. I think it's really difficult to stop women from being taken advantage i mean i'm just a straight white man here but like i think it's difficult to stop women being taken advantage of like in in that so you think but i think the thing is is because you know sex works the oldest profession yeah i know that fact there it's probably the most um yeah oldest profession and it's gonna ha- I think it's so ingrained into society that it's gonna happen re- whether or not it's legal and I agree. by criminalizing it you make it because obviously you know as we just learned Eddie Akers big advocate for women's rights <laughs> um, I, I'm a feminist icon Eddie Akers a feminist icon <laughs> oh well, everyone's laughing at all me the, <laughs> all the women in the crowd uh, <laughs> applauding applauding 
But I think that um, if sex work is criminalized, uh, women can't make cases into courts for exploitation against them. Why? Because if the act as a whole is criminal, then if women, because you're right, you know, like it is, a, it is a industry where women are being taken advantage of, whether it's legalized or criminalized. But, but if it's the whole process of it is completely criminalized, then if a woman is, you know, in a situation like that and gets taken advantage of, has a crime committed against her, which happens time and time again, she can't go to the court, go to the police because because she would be in the wrong as well. That's a very interesting point. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's a good point. What I would say is that when, okay, well, when I was looking, because obviously we did a little bit of research. Yeah, a bit of research. Just like a five minute research. So we're not experts. I mean, I'm not an expert. But yeah. um, when I looked it up, you know, and I was looking at Amsterdam because that's where... You, you went know, there though, didn't you? I went there, yeah. I got... Yeah. I was. I accidentally walked through the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> and then this person knocked on the window and, and I like jumped like 10 feet. Scary. Yeah, and then I... And Prostitute. Then, ah. And then I laughed and then I felt very embarrassed. Yeah. Um... But, you know, in Amsterdam, uh, like around 13,000 girls are trafficked there every year. Mm. And because because it's like legal, it's impossible to know who's there by choice. And who's, and who's there. Trafficked. And also, um, you know, I'm not saying that everyone's like this, but I feel like the ma- this is just what I think. I'm not sure. But I feel like the majority of women who go into sex work do it out of like desperation for money you think i i well you know um for example like a few months ago i was just bored and then i just typed i i thought what is craigslist it'd be really interesting <laughs> to go on craigslist and oh my see. god i already know this story but yeah, i did not yeah. expect that was funny i went i went on there and it was just like people being like yeah i'm really low on money um i'll meet you by freaking castle park we can have sex if you pay me yeah you know you, most there's i'm sure there's thousands of women who do prostitution out you know hundreds and thousands of people who do it out of choice and i also think there's hundreds of thousands of women who you know when you when you talk to a kid you're like oh, obviously it's different because sex work isn't you know taught in education yeah but all right or like a young adult and you asked a hundred women what they want to do when they're older i feel like the amount of people who say sex work would be quite low but i think if you asked me when i was younger what would i want to be when i was older i because you know you when you're younger you're limited to what professions what professions you've experienced so that's why people go like oh yeah a firefighter or like oh yeah a policeman what about like a 20 year old if you a ask 20 year old 120 year olds what do you want to be when i think older? with the social media it would be a higher percentage of people saying yeah and something I th- in the sex work industry i think like with like only fans as well yeah I feel that's like a big one a lot of people- only fans and that's what i think because i think there's a big point to be made for like you know in a patriarchal society where like you know it's a society built on exploitation of women and exploitation of women's bodies it's really good that women are independently making back money yeah and profiting off of horny men yeah but it doesn't only for themselves is that prostitution no, but it's sex work. Yeah, yeah, because I think that OnlyFans is like the perfect solution. Really. You think? Yeah, because my other point is that generally, like for example in Amsterdam, mm. you know, most women there are, it, it, like it's a very uh, empowering job to have if you're a woman. But also most people who work in the industry are working for like a man, like a pimp. Yeah, you know? exactly, and, that, and that's the issue. And that's... And I think that's why there was such like a um, like a kickback against OnlyFans because because men were really uncomfortable with women making money for themselves yeah. from yeah, like yeah. from you know their bodies and like sexualizing themselves and that like yeah I think that's why there was such like a 
you know, oh my god, so much controversy. Yeah, because you remember that guy? Who was that guy who his girlfriend started an OnlyFans and everyone? Was yeah, like, some YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Maybe we should have done more research. I just remember a lot of people calling him a simp. Calling him a simp, yeah, because his girlfriend was like making fucking money, but also like, yeah, I don't know. I think the thing is, is it needs to be legal for it to be regulated. And that's the same with, with everything. Like, but with, like, I also, stuff. I, I would argue that it's an industry that's impossible to regulate. But, you know, there's there's brothels in the UK. And yeah, I think- I, know, there's one in I think There's one in Bristol. Man, there's one right near my Man, house. I, I, 60 t- West Street. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we both got our local I go brothels. there all the time. <laughs> that, the, oh no, we're gonna, I shouldn't have told you that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's actually where I met Nancy. (laughs) That's not a funny joke. My (laughs) stone. I think my thing is I think my stony silence is normally my biggest weapon. That doesn't work in a podcast um, context. But I think the thing is, you know, sex work, oldest profession, so ingrained into society to the point where it it's gonna happen regardless. Yeah. And I think the best way to do it is for it to be legal because, you know, like obviously in Amsterdam, like surely there are, you know, there are women who are who are doing it against their will or women who are doing it because they've got no other option. But in the UK, there are women who are doing it against their will with no other option, same precedent. But if anything horrendous happens to them, they can't go to the police. But do you think by legalizing it, you're gonna me- like make doing it for women who don't have an option more like so do you think more women who don't have the option will take that option you know yeah that's a tricky one and uh like when i was doing my little bit of research uh i looked into germany who had it they they legalized prostitution for a decade uh i i don't know if they still have it legal or not but um here we go so i read this report by the german family ministry and it showed that a decade of legalization, legalization uh, had not brought about any measurable ac- actual improvement in the social coverage of prostitutes, nor was there any solid proof that the law had reduced crime in the industry. So, wait, hold on. So Germany legalized it? It legalized it for at least a decade. Mm. And there was no... Um, there was no improvement in coverage for, like... Um, for example, you're talking about law. Yeah, like legal protection for there was, prostitutes. There was no improvement in that, and there was no proof that crime in the industry got reduced. But I think you're t- they were this. If the industry had been criminalized, like proper studies are going to have no indication of how much but crime's it, going on, how much exploitation. But if the industry is legalized, then there's going to be more studies on that, surely. Yeah, but then, yeah, okay, yeah. But then it's like, but then it's like they'll be getting more data, surely. I don't know. I think studies into crime are inherently, like, questionable. True. Well, I, mean, I thought it was just an interesting... No, true, but I think there's something There's something in Amsterdam. Or maybe not in Amsterdam. I'm going to have to look up where it was. But they had a law where um, sex work could be... Basically, in reports of, like, sex work crime, the... Um, the prostitutes couldn't be persecuted, but the uh, indicators yeah. could be. Yeah, I read basically. about that. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. So if you, so if you're a prostitute and you have some like awful crime committed against you, you can go to the police and you're immune from That's from persecution. Cool. And then the yeah, whoever, whichever grubby little man. The other the was, other thing I read was that uh, of those thirteen thousand people that were trafficked to Amsterdam mm. half of them were underage which oh is pretty pretty messed up and they're mostly from like Eastern Europe do you think it's a problem with Amsterdam though because if they're if they're the but also that's the thing is it if Amsterdam like the are the capital of the world and you know if you you know if you're a prostitute go to Amsterdam yeah, yeah exactly like like Amsterdam are making money because they're the only place where it's legalised so yeah. they're gonna be more lenient maybe so if it was legalised everywhere and also sort of destigmatized in the same way, then there wouldn't be as much of an issue. That's a good point. I guess if everywhere, yeah, was if it equal. if it was decriminalized everywhere, and also destigmatized, 
Yeah. But I guess that's a lot easier said than done. But... <laughs> what? Was that a joke? No. That wasn't actually <laughs> funny at all. I just... No, this is a very serious yeah. topic. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I don't know. Um, tell us your thoughts. My thoughts? Uh, the audience. Oh, the audience. Like, send us a message oh, on yeah. the Facts 50 Band oh, page. Yeah. I'm sure. Send us your messages on prostitution thoughts. I think that was everything. The other, the oh, I wrote, I wrote about, yeah, I already said about women reclaiming a patriarchal society for their own gain. The, the other thing I wrote was that in Amsterdam, there were less cases of sexual exploitations reported um, after it was legalized. But I don't, I don't know if that, you know. There, wait, so there were less? So sexual exploitation of underage girls. Mm-hmm was less after it was legalized or maybe not after it was legalized but like in the last two or three years it's been reported so that is after it was legalized yeah so i win no i'm saying that i'm saying that people were still sexually exploited but they didn't tell the police oh oh fuck but i don't know I don't know. Should we move on to the next one? I think that's going to be the end. The we need, we've nearly hit half an hour. Topics. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of editing down there, I reckon. I don't think there'll be that much editing down. I don't think we should edit, edit it too much. It down. So. Next topic. How long should we make this, by the way? 45 minutes? Well, we'll just see. We'll see how long we keep going for. All right. So let's do something a little bit more lighthearted for the next topic. A little topic. bit more lighthearted, yeah. <clears throat> how about. Should we do the most attractive job? Next. We're doing most attractive job now. We should we save that for last. I reckon. I reckon we save that next one. I reckon go. Being friends with a Tory. Being friends with the Tory. This is quite an interesting one because we have very different. Yeah, this is a this. genuine Nancy and Eddie have this debate in real life. Wait, no. <laughs> I can't remember what they all were. Oh. <laughs> I always press the same one, hoping there'll be something different. <laughs> what What are you looking for? Okay. What is this, a crowd? This is the crowd going wild because we're talking about being friends with the Tory. Yay! Tories. See, I think this would be quite alienating as you go to Union Falmouth. <laughs> All those sad extra students. <laughs> All these poor Tories are crying. I think personally, as a left-wing liberal icon, I think I'd find it difficult to be close friends with, with someone who would vote Tory. I think, obviously, we came from different areas of Bristol. Oh yeah. A lot of my friends were Tories. Yeah. And I, I and I'm no, still the, just as close with them. There were a lot of people in my year who were Tory. And I would be on. I know, obviously, I'd be on friendly terms with them and have conversations with them about stuff. But I think, in terms of being close friends, I think I'd find it really difficult. But why? Because. Why? Indulge me. Oh, Eddie, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Because I think if someone's ethical, like, personal ethical code involves disregarding the struggles of immigrants, you know, the struggles of... (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) No, I think that's all. I don't need to add anything to that. If someone's personal ethical code means they can disregard the awful things Boris Johnson has done to immigrants and the awful things he said about black people, the awful thing he said about the awful things he said about Muslim people, then you don't necessarily have to like Boris Johnson to be a Tory though. Just like as I don't, you know, you don't have to like Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. Fair enough, fair enough. But I think historically, all the leaders of the Tory Party have said awful things about um, ethnic minorities women immigrants definitely the toy party is very anti-immigration yeah 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 definitely um and i think the thing is because obviously there's this argument that like oh i'm tory for the economic side i just think they've mm. done better things to the economy which is yeah fair enough but i think if somebody cares that much about the economy that they can disregard um like all these other things then I, I mean the economy is some... big though. No, and I know the I know well, the... to be fair the Tory government has sorry I just interrupted you. No, it's okay. Don't. I, I feel on. like um in the last like year the Tory government has managed to just to completely destroy the economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's no but I think that's that's the thing I've heard a lot um 
around the place is that like oh yeah but the but i want to keep my money i want to keep my taxes which also is weird for people because i remember hearing conversations about that at year 11 parties where people be like yeah but the taxes and i'd be like excuse me do you ha- like yeah <laughs> do you get any tax payments year from 11, your part-time job year 11 parties <laughs> are the worst for politics man yeah i remember going to a party and um and i just found out that everyone else was a tory everyone apart from you yeah man and that's where you made your closest friends yeah <laughs> saying this argument well no they weren't my closest friends it was really weird actually finding out that everyone's a tory because then i then i was like arguing against it and then everyone was against me and i was outnumbered and, you and I, I lost martyr. i got yeah i don't know i was mm. i was a sacrifice yeah i hope all you labor sports out there thank me for yeah. that i went to a party once with a hot tub where they had a uh uh, not a Union Jack, the worst one, the English flag. They had a massive <laughs> English flag on the back of the... And I went with my friend and it was her boyfriend's house and they went off and then I was sat in a hot tub with these very scary... Very scary people from... Very Mr. scary Wedding Tories. Yeah, I'm terrified of Tories. No, but I think... But also I think... Um, in another way... Because <laughs> a, a lot of people... A lot of people, at least at my secondary school, were Tory because their parents were Tory. And so that leads me on to think of, like, if somebody is Tory because of lack of knowledge, then I think I'd find them a lot more tolerable than if somebody was Tory because of lack of care. I disagree, I think. <gasps> I think I find it more hard to be friends with someone who has who who's Tory because of lack of knowledge. Well, I think, for me, it's important to have Tory friends because it's mm. important to have that other side of the view. Mm. Because, you know, like especially in like college especially when you're young like i think it's very easy to get caught in these like pockets where everyone all of your friends are left wing or all your friends are right wing and then you're just preaching to the crowd and then it just creates this like especially in like the recent years it creates this massive divide there is big right and wrong culture isn't there yeah exactly you think this or you're a I don't think it's wrong to be a Tory and like in the end um, even though all the evidence points to the fact that immigration doesn't actually improve the economy in the UK um, you know I I can I can see kind of from a very uh, distant place why uh, immigration might scare someone but this is what I mean. I think most people who don't really know politics that well mm. are Tory because of immigration. Yeah. Which is what I would find quite difficult to, to sort of relate with. Yeah. But people who know why they're Tory and could argue their reasons. So you think you'd find that easier if someone knew? Yeah, because I think there are a lot of reasons to vote for Tory. You know, For example? For example, like, for example, like the anti-semitism in the left like really bad but i think okay i think also you know that's just one one reason two you know the fact that a last time we had like like when you look at tony blair for example you know he invaded iraq you know and obviously it wasn't his fault about the recession but during the recession labor and power you could say that their decisions made it worse with I don't I'm I'm not that clever I don't know everything that happened but it was something about banks and I think I think because obviously like I 100% agree anti-semitism was a massive problem in the Labour Party but I think people turning Tory as a result of um, anti-semitism which at the time it was Jeremy Corbyn Boris Johnson yeah well and Theresa May going oh yeah Theresa May yeah Theresa May was in there somewhere no but I think because when the Jeremy Corbyn thing was a massive problem it was Labour or when it was polarised, when the anti-Semitism was polarising people, people would say, oh, the anti-Semitism in the Labour Party was awful. I'm going to vote for a man who equated Muslim women to letterboxes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's awful. So, and like, obviously I don't want to undermine anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. It was terrible. But I I don't think that that's a just jump to be made. But making. do you think that your prioritising Islamophobia over anti-Semitism when you say that? you know that that like you're right because when you do that when you vote tory because of anti-semitism then you're prioritizing anti-semitism over islamophobia yeah but on top of that there are 
in my opinion, there were a whole lot of other problems with Jeremy Corbyn. With Jeremy Corbyn. But, but do you think there were more and worse problems with Boris Johnson? Because at the end of the day, voting isn't who you love. It's but, most of the time voting is voting for the lesser of two evils. Yeah, but I, I think with Jeremy Corbyn, there was because of the whole, you know, he he we've had him since Brexit, basically. Mm. Brexit was voted in. Yeah, we had a good four years of evidence. For me, anyway, of how kind of rubbish he was like he was a lever and if he had put together a better remain campaign we'd probably still be in the eu mm. and then david, he had, david cameron he, david Cam- sorry i'm interrupting david cameron was remain wasn't he yeah he was that was a terrible mistake of his and he he, he did it to get votes i think he did it because tories were voting for ukip because ukip wanted to leave mm. so he was he said that he'd make the referendum to try and get ukip voters back to voting tory I don't know, it was an awful decision. But Jeremy Corbyn wanted to leave for, like, lefty reasons. Like, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I knew more about this when I, I was think his I think 17. his Brexit deal would have been, like, exponentially better than the one we have at the moment. I don't think there could be a better one. Than the one we have now? Nor, not really. Not no. even as a music industry. I think there could... Okay, actually, yeah, true. There could be definitely <laughs> but I just don't think there could be any good leaving deal. That's what I think. I think no. if we leave... No, I agree with that. It's bad, that. whatever happens. I agree with that. And I think, you know, anyway, back to the point, I think, you know, Jeremy Corbyn, um, he was a lever, so that really did not help the Remain campaign. And then he, his campaign against Theresa May was just shambles, mm. you know? She was a robot, man. And But, you know, I kind of respect her. She was good. Compared to Boris Johnson. Compared to Boris Johnson, she was miles better than and then, Boris Johnson. And then he lost against Boris Johnson. And then after that, I was like, how but you're can making this, man... this you're making this a, La- a Jeremy Corbyn as opposed to the Labour Party. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't, What was the point we were even saying? Would you be friends with the Tory? Yeah, we have gone on a wild tangent. Wow. But then, no, that's the point of podcasts. We need back to stop apologising for yeah. going on tangents. Back, back, to the, back to that, that question. Yeah, would you be friends with the Tory? Yeah, because I can understand why people might not vote Labour. I think that's how I can link that tangent to the topic. I think I think it's about where we draw the line because we have a lot of kind of similar opinions, but I don't think if anyone was outraged enough with... Because, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see don't, don't want to undermine what went on in the Labour Party with anti-Semitism because I know, I know it was awful. Um, but if you look at that with what's gone on with racism in the Tory party. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and the thing about Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, mm. which I think is why they're both terrible leaders, mm. is that I feel like they both wanted to be prime minister as like a kind of dick measuring thing. Yeah. You know? As a very phallic. Like Boris Johnson doesn't even want to lead the country. Yeah. He just wants to be called prime minister. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's the same with sure. Jeremy Corbyn. But I think what did Keir Starmer Keir Starmer said about the anti-Semitism thing? I think what he said was good. Yeah, Keir Starmer did. Um, I can't remember what he said, but he he kicked Jeremy Corbyn out for a while, mm. and then invited him back. That yeah. that set a bit of a precedent. A, yeah, yeah. But I think thing is, I think because also I think Eddie. Here we go. One of my points. That's just the wine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've said previously in conversations we've had you think you could be friends with the Tory but you don't think you could go out with the Tory yes you stand by that I think I do yeah so with all your points so I think it's about degrees of closeness then yeah yeah I agree so you think you could have Tory friends as like a an alternate like a devil's advocate type of a thing yeah I think so yeah you think? Like, as how, like, how close as do like, you think you'd be friends with? Do you think so? You could have someone in your band who would be a Tory. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah, I think so. You think so? I think it would ruin the image a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the farmer students but, might not be impressed. Yeah, you're right. I think it's about like, um, what's the word? Like, you know, you're intimate with a partner. Mm. I couldn't fuck it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never kissed the Tory. 
I could kiss a Tory. You could kiss a Tory. Yeah, I think. You I you probably have kissed a Tory. I was going back to my brain <laughs> yeah. trying to see if I've ever kissed a Tory. I don't think I've ever kissed a Tory. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, Are we, we supposed to, to be conclusion? coming to conclusions? No, I think... No, nah, we don't need to come to we a don't conclusion. Need to come to conclusions. We if, never come to conclusions with our arguments. I'm worried... I hope I'm not going to get cancelled for no, okay. no, I don't think you're gonna. That I was very I'm boomer gonna, I think of I'm me. Gonna get cancelled. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? we we were gonna do a topic on cancel culture, but we decided not. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think, like it. I think if someone's an incredibly well-educated Tory and they still, or if someone's an incredibly well-educated person, they still choose to vote Tory. I'd find it a lot more difficult to be friends with them. Right. Yeah. What I was just thinking then was about my thing about an uneducated Tory. Mm. Maybe that's classist of me. To think that, because you know most Tories are <clears throat> are like yeah, well they, it appeals a lot more to the working class yeah, now, be, which is fucking insane. I know, and it's solely because of like populist yeah um, politics. Mm. So maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'd find it easier to be friends with someone who yeah. isn't. And as... I think I definitely find it easier to. But then also I'm like, do I find actually? To be to fair, discuss? I think I would because I I have people I know who are like solid Tories and they've got all these reasons. Yeah. And it is like in the end, it is like a difference of mindset about how I think. Mm. It's like an individualist mindset and a communal mindset. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's if it's because at Radcliffe the only people who were very openly Tory were also like neo Nazis. So I yeah, just... that's Nazis college. <laughs> and it was way. oh yeah. Radcliffe, sick form. Woo, Radcliffe, sick form. The only boy who was very openly Tory also went to a um, femsoc conversation and talked about how if a woman wears provocative underwear, she deserves to be raped. That's a so bad Tory. There was quite a divide, I think. That's that is. Yeah, that was a bad Tory. Kind of... So I want. I so I wonder if that maybe. And then also a big thing at Ashton was people who were who voted Tory were like aggressively against immigration and then that really made me feel uncomfortable um I think because everyone at yeah. my secondary school yeah. is probably a Tory yeah and they're all nice and people. I and I definitely think there's something to be said for you for like opening yourself up to the discussions yeah and I think because I was like I was in a place where I had to have those discussions yeah I remember I remember playing uh GTA 5 oh yeah when I was in year 11 mm-hmm. and then me and my friends were talking about it was in like 2015 Oh, this is embarrassing because that's quite old. But but we were talking about Brexit, and I was the only one <laughs> talking about having a Brexit debate in GTA. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Lap dance May at the same I... time from one of the from one of the CPUs. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we were talking about GTA Five. I was the only one who was arguing for Remain, mm. and it got to the point where I cried. Oh my god! And I was like, I was. That's how you throw a debate. That's how you throw a debate. I know, I wasn't very good at yeah. arguing. Yeah, I, I think, don't think I am still. I just think it I just think it's difficult if someone's fundamental beliefs are so different from yours. Yeah. To try and maintain a friendship. Because a lot of what I talk about with people I'm friends with is politics, because mostly a lot of my friends are a lot more clued up than I am. Yeah. But also because preaching to the crowd though. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> Should we do the next topic? Next topic. Yeah, Let's we do don't it. need to come. Yeah, we already established we need to come to Guys, what are we going for next? Most attractive job. Well, as I said in the last couple of topics, the conclusion is for you. This is just yeah. we're Let just us know. poking your brains. Yeah, here. yeah. Pretty... I'm worried I've said some really stupid things, but we're moving on. Me too. If if we're doing most attractive, if we said anything completely not... outrageous, you can just message us and uh, message us on the band. Mm. We're we're gonna do at least. Should I should I give you an Instagram or? Huh? Do you want? Should I say your Instagram? Yeah, you can say my Instagram. At at symbol Nancy Rose Clark Clark's got an E with an E with an E and Nancy with a Y yeah and no. Rose with an O just be safe <laughs> R-O-S-E not O-A rules no 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 yeah it's Nancy Rose Clark oh my god please try my Instagram I'm gonna be on a I'm gonna be on a podcast on oh, Friday oh yeah Nancy's gonna be on a talking about uh, female representation in the film studies curriculum here we go this was a bit of a warm up, and I think it's going quite well. Yeah, I think I'm quite excited to to listen to it actually. Oh, thank you. No worries. Yeah. Boyfriend award. <laughs> Come to me. Resident boyfriend award for the ages. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's laughing. Is that laughing or is that applause? That's, I think it's a bit both. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've got to take what you can get. Right, uh, which topic I next? I keep know. vouching for most attractive job. Should we do the most attractive job? I think this is a solid segment. All right. We're, we're at 46 minutes now, so maybe we should. We're doing a bit of editing and down. Yeah, but yeah. we don't need to do that much editing. I don't. Think. I think we need to do quite a bit. I don't think we do, but we can discuss this. Later. Yeah, we can discuss this later. Right. So the next one, next topic. Mm. Most attractive job. <gasps> I've been waiting for this topic. Have I got a fucking segment and a half? That was the wrong button again. We've got both. We've got both of our top three most attractive jobs. Yes. So if we were if we were looking to date, if I was, you know, if if we were in a bar, let's set the scene. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna set the scene for the viewer as well. Uh, if you've got, you can send us in your most attractive jobs. Yeah, oh, of course. Send us in your jobs, and we'll rate them. We'll rate how attractive send, yeah. they are. <laughs> we'll tell you how attractive you are. Student, that'll probably be it. Yeah. Your friend, that'll probably be it. But most of the people who listen will probably be one of my friends. Yeah. Maybe my family. Uh, and hello to my family. I hope you guys. <clears throat> All right, I've got my top three. I've got my top three. Should we? Should we say our top our top number one? Do you know? No, this is the embarrassing thing. I didn't put them I in. I didn't put them in order. I put mine in order, but also I think, with reflection, the most attractive job to me would be someone in a band. But thanks. <laughs> But I didn't want to massage Eddie's ego too much. And also, I thought that would be really boring and simpery. And also, Eddie definitely didn't write. Oh, yeah. Eddie definitely didn't say, like, I thought you weren't going to do be. it. I thought you were going to do so it. I know, so I edited it out. But right. that would be my most attractive one. Right. But Obviously, my most attractive would be film director. Yeah, as well. fuck off. Blah, blah, blah. It would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next time, uh, <laughs> I should write this too much. Um, <laughs> what are you going to say? Next time we, like, kiss or something, you are, like, Direct it. Tell me where to go. <laughs> Shoot the scene. I'll stage it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, our most attractive Fuck. jobs. Our most attractive jobs. All right, what's your number one? What, what's My your, number what's one. Wait, you say yours first. I put a baker. A baker? Yeah, a baker. Should I say mine? Eddie Akers loves a baker. Eddie ba- <laughs> Shall I say mine? Yeah, go on. Uh, Nancy Clark loves a left-wing political journalist. <laughs> And we'll relate this back to how I can be friends with the Tory or anything more. Okay. Than the Tory. What's your next one? No, we've got we've got to talk about them first. Okay. Eddie okay, Akers, okay. why do you fancy a baker? Endless pasties. I just think like you go to the bakery mm. and there's like a sexy lady or you sexy do. gentleman. I'm just doing it from my perspective, okay. so like a sexy lady. Mm-hmm. And they're just like kneading that dough, man. Kneading it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I'm just imagining a scenario, right? I go into the bakery and I'm like, oh, she's quite pretty. Mm. And they're just kneading the dough. And then they're like, oh, hi, what would you like? And I would be like, can I have some creme brulee? You you don't make creme brulee in a bakery. What? It doesn't involve baking. Yeah. No. The, 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 the pastry. Do you know what a creme brulee is? Okay, custard tart. <laughs> The custard tart. Mm. Okay, fine. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, can I have a pain and chocolate? Can I have... What would you actually call pain and chocolate? Bums. <laughs> can I have a bum? There's a... Basically, my little sister who's 10 used to call pain and chocolate bums. It's a very hilarious joke. Like ass. Um, <laughs> Translation, brain. And they kind of look like two asses. Mm. Oh, God. I'm a little bit drunk now. Let me, let me get back into my position. Yeah, I think when you get back into your professional position... Okay, baker. Baker. I would pick a baker because there's a sort of like homely thing about mm. a baker. You okay. Know? Something yeah. like comforting and warm about a lady, a lady baker. And I would equate a baker also, with quite a maternal thing. Yeah, like a mother. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Croig. What's that guy called? The guy who believes that boys just want to be with their mums. Freud. Freud. <laughs> Craig. No, I said Croy, not Craig. Oh, no, you said Craig. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Okay, He's yeah. Like, oh, great. Yeah, but my mum's not very bakery, so I think that's okay. But yeah, okay, and I just think like I don't know. There's just something warm and endearing about a baker. About a baker. And okay. like, it rhymes with my second name, and and yeah, like. And it's just something you go to like before school or something, or like. (laughs) No, Foxy. These are very interesting. A baker because it's warm, homely, comforting, and they're always really pretty. I I really would. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. This is less of a debate and more of a just saying our opinions. Okay. So I'm going to talk about why my most attractive job, um, aside from someone in a band, because that's a massive cliche and also because... Hi. <laughs> and also because I don't want to massage Eddie's ego any more than it already is. Why my most attractive job would be a left-wing political journalist. That's quite embarrassing. <laughs> I would say. Because, okay, so this relates back to being friends with the Tory and why... I think the thing is for me, something I would be most attracted to is someone I could have a good conversation with. Because I remember... Hi. Here we are doing a podcast. Here we are doing a podcast. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm projecting myself You are Also, this is very interrupting and I need to talk. So if you want to go and sit back over there, that'd be fine. I'm being a man. But I think um, recently when I went on a date with a... What was the thing I said I would never go on a date with? Um, an engineering student because I remember because I think the thing is is when someone some when someone's something you personally have no interest in whether or not it makes a lot of money yeah if someone says they're an engineering student what do you say you say oh tell me about some engines you're like build me a plane build me a plane take me out of here <laughs> that's what I'd say oh that's a lot better maybe I should have wow. thought of that I'm so smooth <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you know you need to have something and I think when if someone's job is to think of topics and to have to discuss them perfect perfect date material perfect attractive material yeah yeah i can see that and i think i'm definitely more drawn to someone with strong opinions so that i can mold my personality to fit their opinions but i don't think that's what our relationship is like. no i don't think that's what our relationship is i think we is have like. quite strong opinions but they're often quite different yeah such as the ones previously mentioned in this episode fuck yeah <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think so, but I think, I think, yeah, that's why I think. Can I say why is. I don't think that's an attractive job? Oh, are we arguing? Well, I don't think a baker's an attractive job because bakers are always old women. I think that's very strange that you think that'd be a much No, they're job. not. They're old women and their sexy daughters. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Do it with your foot. That's impressive. Right, I'm gonna hold the microphone here because I'm worried it's gonna be too loud otherwise. Okay. Um, but (laughs) I think we're both getting a little bit drunk now (laughs) this is part of the fun of the podcast you get to listen to us sort of slowly descend into a drunken stupor tell me why you think a left wing political journalist other than you're threatened because you think I'm going to leave you for a left wing journalist no I think they'd just be really annoying not necessarily yeah imagine if you had a slightly different left wing opinion to them no and then they'd like write a whole article about it. They'd but be my, like, my, ma, yeah, I just had recently had a conversation with my girlfriend about, um, okay, I'm going to think of something like ice cream should be given to all people. That's the left wing uh, thing, I guess. Mm, yeah. Everyone deserves an ice cream. And I'm like, actually, think about the ice cream owners. They deserve some money. Oh my God. Sorry, Boris Johnson. And then, and then, <laughs> and then this left wing person would write in the article and then I'd be like, but I don't think every single journalist is necessarily as polarizing as you're making out and I think you're I think you're threatened because you think I'm gonna leave you for a left-wing political journalist I think this is getting quite uh pointed this is (laughs) I I don't think this is uh, relevant this isn't as objective as it's gonna be no but I wouldn't want but I think I just I just would love to go out with a journalist because they have to think and talk about their opinions so much that they'd have really interesting ones yeah yeah that's true and I love someone who's political because I don't know very, I'm not very educated on politics so I love yeah. someone who could I feel like I go through phases where I, I get educated and then phases mm. where I'm not educated yeah no but occasionally you'll be like oh listen to this interesting thing I read and I'll be like oh that's so but interesting. then I feel like me saying that is it'd be a bit like if I was not a music student and I was like 
Yeah, occasionally I get into music, and then occasionally I'm not. Like maybe. No, but I think, but I think you need to normalize people just doing things because it's fun. Yeah, true, true, true. Not everyone can be. Not a everyone can be. Do you want to go into my number two? Because I've got a big point for my number two. All right, number two. For What's me, yours? should I do mine first? Yeah, do your second most attractive job. Bar owner, someone Ooh, who owns a bar. Oh, thank you for defining that. Like the woman in Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> the man's playing that for you. Um, nice. my second sexy job is an environmental lawyer. All right, why would you go for an environmental lawyer? Why would I go for an environmental lawyer? A just cause, a lot of money. A just cause. Yeah, the environment. That was a just cause. Uh, the environment. <laughs> A just you gonna, cause. You're going to come against every single thing I say. Okay, okay. No, the environment is a very just cause. A yeah. lawyer, lots of money, good at arguing. I think. See, I. Sorry, you go. I'm I think I like someone who's good at arguing. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would feel mean for the amount of arguing that I do in a relationship. Wow. Fair play. Thank you. you yeah, I'll admit that. Like yeah, you're very good at arguing. Yay. But also, I don't think because neither of us are mean, but we're both very good at arguing yeah. to the point where all our arguments end in crying. We have both a lot... of us crying. Yeah, we do have a lot of. Uh... We have a lot of arguments that end in both of us crying or stony silence, and the other person going, "You're okay." It's a very healthy relationship. No, I think, <laughs> but I think that is a healthy relationship because yeah, I think same. I think same. we're both quite open about how we feel. Yeah. And same. we both cry a lot. Yeah, I think crying's healthy. I think crying's very healthy. What I was going to say was, because um, I was thinking about putting a lawyer as well. but then really? I, Yeah, I know. But then I thought all the people studying brand. law that I know are quite boring. Oh, this is a repeating thing with, with what you thought. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to put was a pilot. No spoilers, no spoilers. We're coming to the article next. We're coming to the article next. Wait, what was your second most? Oh, yeah, a bar lady. And then my third most, this is kind of like... Uh, <laughs> no, tell it's me. It's kind of embarrassing now. Tell me. Musician. <laughs> No, also, also Nancy. Eddie himself. Nan- Nancy, it wasn't bar lady, it was bar owner. Oh, okay. Like the owner of a bar. The owner of a bar. Like someone you, like, so for example in Bristol, mm. like imagine you're just at, at the pub or something, you're like, oh, why are you down here? And they're like, mm. I own this bar. Uh, I think that would be sexy. Okay. Because like, you know, free drinks. Obviously that they- Free drinks. You gotta be a bit of a pie. The bar, the bar tap? Exactly, you get to go behind. You could get a job. Okay, you ignore my point. I was going to say the bar tap was pretty phallic. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think of that. No, I Same. want an environmental lawyer because money, environment, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother, sexy man. Oh yeah, Marshall, I forgot about that. Yeah, I fancy him. He looks like me. No, he fucking doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he does Okay, this is what... Do you anyway. want to hear my third and final most attractive job? Yes. Go on. Comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, James Acaster. He looks like me. Ed Gamble. He doesn't look like you. He's got my name. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, there's no escape. There's no escape. Dara Dara O'Brien. Dara more like... He's got a lovely. He's got a lot of similar letters. No, but he's so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. It's just okay. This is. Would you date Dara (laughs) O'Brien? Like no, bell. that was a joke. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Oh, he's such a nice guy. I was I was trying to think of someone that wasn't anything like you. So I a comedian that wasn't anything like you. What about Phil Wang? I'm just thinking of all oh, the, yeah, I'm Phil just Wang. thinking of all the people on like he's British attractive. British TV. He's very attractive. I find people um attractive who are funny and who hate themselves. So their standards are nice and low. Hi guys. <laughs> so the standards are nice and low. So I can swoop in there. And be the love of their lives. I'm and glad I can fill that role. This is why I listened to James to James Acaster's podcast about how he had a breakdown because his girlfriend left him for Mr. Bean. And I listened to that every day and thought, James, you should be mine. James, you should be with me. <laughs> anyway, that's my final one, comedian. All right, let's move on to the end of the. Uh... Yeah, let's move on to. The... <laughs> <laughs> I just had Bernard's his computer. <laughs> right, right. Where's my this phone? This is gonna go from intensely awkward to incredibly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Hold the, hold the microphone. <laughs> I found my phone. I found my phone. Okay, we found it. We found it. We Guys, thank now. you for staying. Um, <laughs> for the two, I think it's gonna be less than two hours. At the end of every podcast, um, you know, as the, as fact fifty, uh, 
you know, a local Cornish band. Mm-hmm. I want to promote, we, we want to promote, uh, you know, a band from town, one of our friends. A local band, if you will. Yeah, and today we've got a band called Redro. Um, and they they gave me a humongous paragraph. And I'm going to read it out because it would be funny if I read it all out. Nancy, why don't you read it? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Instrumentalist Cassius. Wait, start from the start. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Because it'll be boring if Eddie reads it because everyone's sick of his voice. Testing. Nancy, <laughs> you're holding a bit far. No, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Redro was formed in late 2020 and over the past six months we have been working hard wait should it be we because it's after reading it no you gotta say they <laughs> right let's go again no I'm reading it I'm go reading again, it <laughs> there's gonna be a lot you're right there's gonna be a lot of editing in this I didn't realize how much editing there's gonna be so much editing hmm <laughs> hmm Redro was formed in late 2020 and over the past six months they have been working hard to make new music and get their names out there. Redro is made up of three people. Producer and instrumentalist Cassius Wiley Morton. A lovely person. Guitarist Anderson Forsyth and vocalist. Oh, you got anything to say about... Andy, my man! (laughs) And vocalist Ruby O'Connor. Ruby, 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 Ruby! (laughs) We have been... You can go, you can go. They have been producing, writing, and recording songs ever since the start of uni, especially the songwriting sessions in the early hours of the morning. Yawn. <laughs> they make a unique and refreshing <sighs> sound and can't wait to show everyone more of their music. Wow. <laughs> well, let's listen to them right now. Let's, I'm really excited. What a beautiful song. Stop doing this podcast now. Thank you. Uh, and see you next time from Eddie Akers and I'm Nancy Clark and